Welcome to Stories from a Drifting Leaf. I'm the Sentimental Mechanic. You know, dying didn't really hurt at all. Don't get me wrong, everything that led up to it was agony. But the actual dying part? It was painless. One minute I was gasping for air and then nothing. I sat up in bed and looked around and said, Well, thank God that's over. I looked back at my body. Time has a lot to answer for. Looking down at myself now, though, I was back in the prime of my life. My body, for lack of a better word, was young and strong. I got out of bed and tried to find something approaching clothes. It was a while uh, I was doing this that I heard a whooshing noise behind me. Casper Jenkins, as agreed, I provided you wealth during your mortal life. And now I have come for your soul. The voice was deep, like the gulf between stars, and I knew it instantly. Hey, Cthulhu, been a while. I tried to open some cabinets in the corner of the room, but my hands just passed right through them. Figures. Hey, thanks for that, by the way, but I'm afraid you're going to have to get in line. There should be some more claimants coming along shortly. I stepped through the cabinet door to keep looking. I still heard a second voice, this one high and nasally. Casper Jenkins, as agreed, I... What are you doing here, Cthulhu? Cthulhu boomed back. I could ask the same thing of you, Loki. Maybe I can only wear the ghost of clothes? I left the cabinet and waved to the trickster god. Hey, Loki. Probably should step back. The room's going to get crowded. I made my way over to the bin for discarded scrubs. Even dead, I was able to smell the sulfur that accompanied the next entrant. I waved him off before he could start talking. Hi, Satan. Satan, in his full horrific glory, eight feet tall, goat hooves, pitchfork, the whole works. He just glared at me. Hi. Loki threw up his hands. Damn it, Satan, you always do this. Did you even try to check if someone else had a claim on him? What's your excuse, Cthulhu? I signed for his soul when he was 16. Are you telling me that you were so starved for worshippers that you were going after teenagers? Nobody worships me anymore. Most of the time, once I'm summoned, they're disappointed that I'm not Tom Hiddleston and tell me to leave. Satan had the dignity to look mildly sheepish. Cthulhu boomed. I concern myself with the tick of the cosmic clock and await the return of the great old ones. I do not have time for checking records. Satan and Loki both glared at him. Cthulhu looked down. I may have assumed that since he was only 17, nobody else would have claimed him yet. He shuffled his tentacles. Plus, he was going through a goth phase, and I have a soft spot for that. Gasper Jenkins, as agreed, Loki cut him off. Yes, stow it, Anubis, you weren't first. Happily, I was able to pull out the ghost of a discarded pair of pants from the bin and face my fortune with a bit more dignity. I could tell Anubis was upset because his tail was hanging down. I turned back to them and smiled. So as you see, gentle beings, you have all been promised my soul. Many others as well, but I suspect they will be along shortly. Let me know how you, when you figure things out. I have an appointment with a necromancer to reinstall me in a body. Oh, no, you don't, shrieked Loki. He was instantly between me and the door. You aren't the first jackass to pull this kind of stunt. 
That's why we're supposed to check for prior claims before we make a deal. He glared at the others. Oh, shit. What do you mean? Loki smirked. The rules are simple. We find the first one you promise your soul to, and they get it. The first claim is the only valid one, and all the others are voided, ass. Hey, somebody get Clotho. I swallowed. Um, when you say voided, what do you mean exactly? Hades chose that moment to pop in, take a deep breath, look around and sigh. Yeah, okay, I'll get her. Loki stabbed his finger at me. And you stay right the fuck there or we're going to throw the rules out the window and take turns. The new person who appeared wasn't as obviously intimidating as the rest of them. An old woman hunched in a drab dress. She walked with a cane and was carrying a basket. She sat down on the bed next to my body. So, another one who thinks they can outsmart the gods, eh? She smiled, and now she was easily as scary as the rest of the gods in the room. No matter, we can put it right. She put down her basket and took out a skein of yarn and a pair of scissors. She turned her grin to me. Now you, young man, are going to help us take care of this. Who was the last person you sold your soul to? She started unrolling the yarn. I shook my head. Nope, I'm not going to help. You will. You are dead and not claimed by any god. You would be amazed what powers we have here. Now, speak. She stretched out some yarn, taut, and plucked it with her fingers. It made a sound like my voice, but fainter. Anubis. The voice was quiet, like it was being whispered or coming from a long way away. She nodded to herself. And what did you promise him, Anubis? Anubis whimpered. Long life. He was supposed to die of cancer 20 years ago at the age of 88. I was able to grant him extra years and health through most of them. Clotho clucked her tongue. Well, enough of that. Her scissors flashed and snipped the yarn shorter. The room around us faded away to nothing except for the bed she was sitting on. It was replaced by a different room in an older hospital. There, that's twenty years taken care of already. What did you do? She waved her hand at me. The contracts are being voided. Your agreement with Anubis was the first one to be undone. It's easier on the web of fate to work backwards. Now, you died at 88, as you were originally meant to. In this room instead of the other. Do keep quiet, dear. This won't take a moment. Who was before Anubis? She plucked the yarn again. Hades, came the distant voice. Hades cleared his throat. <clears throat> I forced through an acquisition of a competing corporation, granting him market dominance. This was when he was 75. Clotho nodded and sniffed again. Suddenly I realized there were two sets of memories in my head. I could remember toasting that acquisition, drinking champagne with the board, but I could also remember being thrown out of the company for failing. I had taken on a lot of debt to finance that deal, and when it blew up in our faces, I was fired and never found another job. Oh, God. I finally understood what she had been talking about. So none of that ever happened? Not once I'm done. I sat there, numb, as she went back through the story of my life. 
snipping away all the contracts I had made and filling my head with the memories of a life I had never lived. Power from the Morrigan, granting me leadership of my company. Now I ended life as an executive. Away with women from Satan. Now I bounced between failed relationships over and over before marrying a woman I hated, just so I wouldn't die alone. Because I was so angry at home, my work suffered, and now I died a middle manager. Power from Jupiter. Riches from Kali. Luck from Marduk. More. So many more. So many deals, I had forgotten a few of them. Once in college, I had drunkenly summoned Beelzebub to change my grade from an F to an A. Now, I graduated a year later and never even ended up meeting that woman, and I died at home, alone, in my sleep. Nobody found me for days. Over the next, however long it took, I watched, I remembered, as my life went from one of power and prestige to nothing, a boring, wasted life instead of that of a titan. If I hadn't already been dead, I would have killed myself. And you, Loki, you were the only one left. What did you offer him? Loki smiled. He asked for knowledge of the hidden powers of the world. Should have asked for wisdom. At least then he would have realized how badly he fucked up. Clotho nodded. And with that, I believe we are done. She started to roll up her yarn. Wait, I whispered. He... he wasn't the first. Oh, no. You little shit, I'm gonna... Clotho stabbed her shears in his direction. You will do nothing. Who was the first, boy? I cleared my throat. I really hope this works. <laughs> Sixth... Uh, sixth grade. I was 12. I signed it away then. That would be the first time. That's what gave me the idea for all of this. A kid in my class, Bobby, I forget his name. I signed it over because I needed a pencil for a test. They both stared at me. I thought once I didn't have one anymore, why not keep making deals? Clotho sighed and started unwinding the thread. She looked along it until she found what she wanted. This would be Robert Jeffrey Kaplinger III on April 7th, 1982, in Illinois. I nodded. Very well. The boy is correct, Loki. You do not have a claim. She snipped the thread again, and Loki stomped off, disappearing. She looked back over at me as she resumed putting her equipment away. As for you, boy, you got off on a technicality. You signed your soul away to someone who didn't present themselves to make a claim, so you get to keep it. I'll send Death along to collect you, although he's how he's going to decide where to send you. I haven't the foggiest. It's going to take some time to fix all the problems you created, so it will be a while. I imagine several centuries before I have the time to call for him. She slowly got up off the bed in what I assume was the final house I died in, a cheap trailer, and walked to the front door. With nothing else to do, I followed her. She opened the door into blackness. There was nothing but shadows outside my trailer. In the meantime, I'll just leave you alone here. 
After all, you have so many memories to keep you company. Stories for this podcast are written by a drifting leaf. It is recorded and produced by me, the Sentimental Mechanic. Thanks for listening. I hope to bring you more stories real soon.